Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is my co-host Adam Maniva of the Burgundy and Gold Report. How you doing, Adam? I'm good, just keeping up with this whirlwind of, uh, quote-unquote, you know, the tampering time of free agency, but man, it, it's been a whirlwind with, you know, but one team definitely stuck out, but yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah, seriously, that means so, so much to talk about in free agency, it's been crazy, and just like, um, just a mad rush, and uh, man, the Patriots, we've got to talk about that too, but i got to ask you before we start here, March Madness, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I'm a football guy through and through, but I'm also a college basketball fan when it comes to March, you know, and I, and also a, a, a graduate of Illinois, so I like the Illini, they're a one seed, I'm super psyched this year, it's really weird because they're, they're playing Friday through Monday, what are your thoughts on March right. Madness, you uh, keeping an eye on that? I, listen, I actually, you know, for my early college days, high school, I was huge into that. But, you know, I've kind of been away for a long I'm always a Georgetown fan, so that's probably part right. of the issue since Georgetown's been irrelevant. But I'm telling you, you know, our last episode, we talked about <laughs> right. my dad went to Georgetown. It that's was right. Really 42, 42 years after John Thompson um, yep. was there. They, uh, uh, they made the tournament. My dad was born in 1942. My number's 42. So, yeah, I'll yep. be following Georgetown through the, through the tournament. I, I think that they could be a Cinderella story. Okay, well, that's cool. I'll, I'll make sure that Georgetown is on my list outside of the Illini. If for some reason the Illini um, <laughs> disappoint me, which they tend to do ever since 2005 yeah. when they lost in North Carolina in the last couple of seconds there, man. That was heartbreaking for me, and uh, 16 years coming, so I got my fingers crossed here. Anyway, let's go ahead and get rolling with the football stuff because we got so much to talk about today. I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I'm not even gonna summarize it. Let's just roll. Well, it's funny because we we're talking about this pre-show, but you know when we put together this show, it, you know free agency hadn't hit hit the high point yet, and now it's just nuts. It's just nuts. But anyway, let's just go ahead and go back to the lead story. Anyway, it's still the lead story, I think, and it's Drew Brees. You know he announced his retirement from the NFL after 20 seasons. You know, at the time of his retirement, Brees holds the record for career passing yards at 80,358 yards. Woo! 571 passing yards. Uh, I'm sorry, 571 passing touchdowns. Second all-time behind only Tom Brady, uh, who will overtake him in passing yards probably in 2021. But still, that is a that is a lot of yards, a lot of passing touchdowns. You know, Brees was definitely one of the most accurate passers in the league for the two decades, and he is. And what he's done for New Orleans is legendary. I mean, he is obviously a living legend in New Orleans, not only from the sports perspective, but from a philanthropy perspective and what he's done for that city. And he also said that he's going to continue to do that. And he's going to become an announcer. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Uh-huh. He's always seemed like a good-natured guy. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Drew Brees and his impact is that, uh, you know, on down the line to the Saints? Yeah, I think, you, you know, he's the kind of guy that was there during Katrina. He was, you know, during so many things down there. I definitely see him being involved heavily in if the media, local media, the team somehow. Um, but, you know, exactly. He's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks, you know, unlike Marino, where a lot of people look at the stats at the end. <laughs> he actually won yeah. that Super Bowl. So, you know, I think yeah. that, you know, yeah, Hall of Fame is, is definitely a short thing based on his numbers. But, you know, that Super Bowl title definitely put him there. But, you know, you know, congrats to him for the career he had and, you know, the way he went about it. But, you know, he did say some controversial things along the way. 
and that he will did. resonate with some folks. Yep. But yep. Um, at the end, you know, as far as what happened when, when he went from the Chargers and, you know, the almost Miami Dolphins to Elton Lee Saints, you know, that could be looked at as yeah. that stunted them for, for, for decades. But um, I do think that, you know, he had a great career and, you know, he'll definitely be first ballot. Yeah, no doubt about that. I, I certainly think that is all true with regard to what he's accomplished on the field and what he's going to continue to accomplish off the field. So what do you think this means for the Saints? Yeah, I think the the most interesting thing has been that Taysom Hill contract. You know, everybody knows him <laughs> as that gadget quarterback right, slash right. tight end that they use in uh, their system. But the, what sticks out to me is when I go on spot track and everyone said it was all about freeing up extra money, and you can see right. it because in this first year, there's a roster hit of only 1.439, but a cap hit of 8.4, but the dead cap is 16.5 this year. So basically they set up a contract where he'll get front-loaded Regardless right. of what happens next year, it's a lot less. It's only seven and a half, uh, seven point seven million. So base forty million dollars in the end, it's probably around twenty five million. So it, it, to some, that might be rich for you know a niche kind of uh, gadget guy. But I think that speaks nothing about his future in New Orleans. I think that's what he is. He's not the future franchise, uh, you know, signal caller. Winston, on the other hand, it'll be his uh, his job to lose because I think he signs a two year deal. There are negotiations right now. And I think he becomes the starter in the end. And it'll be up to him if he can put up anything close to what Breeze did. You know, I think he'll be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. On the other hand, I do see them looking at a guy like Mac Jones in the draft because I think he probably fits what they like to do down there. You know, high IQ guy. You can surround him with weapons. But they have a lot of options. I just, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, anybody on their current roster is, you know, their uh, plan for the future. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it'll be really interesting to see how that all shakes out for them. Um, interesting trajectory for the Saints. Everyone thought this was going to be their big run with Drew Brees one more year, but he's retiring. Of course, a storied career, something to keep an eye on going forward. Let's move on to the other guy on the list, and that's Cam Newton. You know, this is interesting because there was some talk about the Patriots going a different direction. Um, and there was a lot of talk, obviously, about Cam Newton having a lot of injuries and because of the shortened preseason, that could have been part of it. But he's been re-signed by the Patriots to a one-year contract. And, uh, you know, they said they said $14 million, but it's not really $14 million. It's really uh, right. only $2 million signing bonus, $1.5 million guaranteed money and per-game bonuses. The remaining $9 million will be accrued via basically super long-shot incentives for the playoffs, Pro Bowl, All-Pro, MVP, Super Bowl, all this other stuff. Maybe he gets it, maybe he doesn't, but really it's more like a $5 million base contract. But what do you think about this move by the Patriots? And, of course, all the other moves the Patriots have been making today. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, again, we'll talk about, you know, Cam Newton had no weapons around, so what do they do? They brought in Jonu Smith. He was one yes. of my favorite tight ends in this class. Four years, $50 million, half guaranteed. People have – I've seen people saying, you know, that's overpaying. Man, just go watch what this guy does. I think ultimately – he comes into the Patriots, and he's going to be a top-five tight end next year. And that has less to do with what I think about Cam Newton and more what I think about Bill Belichick because I think they're just getting started. Uh, they brought in Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders, yeah. who had a, kind of a resurgence since he left Philadelphia. Yeah. And I think you go into the draft, and you just see the way they handle things. I could see more trade back, you know, or we could see you know, more of the aggressive nature and just trade up. But either way, you're going to see them adding more receivers, more tight ends, probably even another running back to go along with Michelle and the other guys. So I think they're going to set this up for Cam Newton. That's why it's a short deal. High end. Don't be surprised if we can see him meet a lot of those incentives because I do think Bill Belichick can turn it around. What he did with that unit last year, 
definitely should be applauded. So I think just with him and those two offensive moves, that's a great start for their offense. Yep, no doubt. And they just picked up Kendrick Bourne as well to a three-year, $22.5 million contract. So, I mean, just just hot off the presses. I mean, that's that's, uh, starting to load up that room a little bit now. You know, I mean, you got Julian Edelman and Jacoby Myers and and Nikhil Harry, but you now have Aguilar, Bourne, and most importantly, John Smith. And uh, maybe it's starting to look like a team that can make a run. I'll be interested to see what they do there. Let me ask you about that. I'm going to pivot out of the quarterbacks just for a second. John Smith, tight end signing. How does that impact the rest of the free agent tight ends that are floating out there? I think it definitely sets the bar. I don't think anybody gets close to that number. That's four-year, 50 million. I'm, be, I'm honestly, I'm surprised we've seen all these four-year deals. We saw for Judon with the Patriots, Jalen Mills, yeah. and John Smith. I thought we'd see a lot more, two, three more deals. We have seen those around the league. But surprisingly, the Patriots, you think, okay, are they going all in for this year? In a way, they are. But all these four-year deals, I've looked at the contracts, they're more like three-year deals. These are a plan for the future. So Cam Newton is their bridge. And I think you're going to see number one priority is going to be quarterback. The question is, are they going to take a chance on, you know, one of those, you know, uh, late round one, two guys that are, you know, project, which I have as, you know, Mac Jones, Trask, you know, even Trask that's reaching round one. But a lot of those guys that I think will take time. But I think the path, like I said, the way they've been in free agency, I really wouldn't be surprised if somehow they jump up and they get a guy, um, you know, shall I say, you know, Zach Wilson. I think that that would be a huge give. It would be multiple first round picks and more. But you talk about a guy that could come into uh, you know them immediately if they some. But you're talking about the Jets, so I think you know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here because I think that's where it has to be. It has to be number two. Otherwise, they're looking at Trey Lancer Fields, which I don't see guys for the Patriots. So I think that they'll slowly build if they don't get that quarterback. But man, just the way they started off, I think building with the, the draft right now. I think Bill Belichick, he's nowhere near the end of what he's going to do there. Yeah, they're really making some moves. They have been really, really active. Uh, let me ask you about some of the, the other top, I would say, quote-unquote, top tight end in free agency, Hunter Henry. You know, we all kind of thought John New Smith, Hunter Henry probably were the top two out there. I, I like to think of Kyle Rudolph because of the Notre Dame connection, but, you know, he's maybe a little long in the tooth at this point. But what do you think about Hunter Henry? Where, where do you think he might land up, and, and what do you think would be a good place for him to end up? Teams are going to definitely pause because I, from what their money, they're definitely looking for close to you know what John U. Smith did, from what I understand. And based on his injury history, uh, you know, just some of the up and down you know games I've seen him have, I just don't put him in that you know top tier market. And that's the kind of money he's looking for. So who could reach for a guy like that? You know, teams like the Jets, uh, you know, even maybe a team like the Jaguars, they're bringing in Lawrence there. So to have someone like their, you know, a, blank, a safety blanket would work. But I think anybody who's going to give him anything close to $8, $10 million a year has to understand that if you get 10, 12 games from him, you're probably lucky. So, yeah. like I said, after him, the tight end market, like you mentioned, Rudolph, these guys, if you're looking for a tight end, this draft definitely has some solid prospects. I just think that the top tight end, and it's not even close, Smith is off the board, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right there. So let's pivot to another interesting team. I mean, an interesting for a number of reasons, because they are the Super Bowl champs and they looking to keep the band together. You know, they got Tom Brady now signed to a one-year contract extension. The extension saves the Buccaneers $19 million against the cap this year, locks in Brady for two seasons, actually gets him to his age 45 season, which is interesting because no quarterback since at least 1950 has started an NFL game at 45 years old. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously, they were very successful last year. 
They already um, they already put the franchise tag on Chris Godwin, so he's going to be there. And they have just signed a deal with Rob Gronkowski to a one-year, $10 million contract. Interestingly, because he did come out and say he was going to test the open market, but six hours later, bam, he's right back there. But did any of us think that he was going to go play elsewhere and not with his buddy, Tom Brady, I mean, that's, that'd be insane. So clearly they're getting the band back together. They're going to make another run of it, maybe even two years of a run at it. What are your thoughts about this move with uh, the Buccaneers? Yeah, I'll tell you, out of everything, I was really not surprised to anything, but Shaq Barrett, Barrett coming back, that really surprised me. I did not yeah. think they'd be able to afford him. I think he yep. could have made more money in the open market. I think you're seeing what happens with the Brady effect. It's not just winning the Super Bowl. You know, I think we saw it with Levante David. I wrote an article about him. He took way less than spot track any real um, field of what he could make. He took a, a, a true home team discount, and they've had multiple players do that. So I think it mm-hmm. speaks volumes in what they believe they could do. In saying that, again, I'm not in the business of betting against Brady, but I think it'll be extremely difficult for them to have the same kind of season they did last year. I think so many things went right for them, and I think That's okay, true. they had Gronkowski. Gronkowski one year, ten million, I think it was. Man, I I, I don't expect him to even make it half the season because how many? <laughs> I think it was during his last five years. Did we see back to back seasons of him play the majority of the games? No. So I think right. that they need a lot of things to still go their way, and I think they have to have a killer draft, killer draft last year. You know, right. they got one of the best safety prospects in the draft out of Minnesota, in my opinion. I love the kid. You know, good bloodline. Um, but they have to hit on another draft. But right now. They're killing it on the NFC side. I think just by bringing back their own in the past, you know, the one we think forgot to mention is they've spent the most guaranteed money on free agents in any offseason over the last decade, and we're only hours into it. So I right know. now those wow. are the two teams that are really the talk of free agency. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, and, I, and for good reason, because quite frankly, the expect- with the Patriots, the expectations are high, right? I mean, there's a lot of discussion about is it Bill Checker Brady, and right now, you know, just – superficially it looks like it was Brady but that right. being said we know we know not to underestimate Bill Belichick right I mean he, that's what he does to you Ever. you underestimate him you're going to lose and he's making a lot of moves he's trying something different uh, I, I think this is a great thing for Patriots fans and certainly will be very interesting to see how it all shakes out for them in the long run but I agree they, they need to get a long-term quarterback they have been much rumored to be in the market for trading up to get a quarterback it'll be interesting to see what they do at this point because they clearly are, are building something here uh, it's just a question is if they're building it for this year or for the next year. Uh, and, of course, the Buccaneers being the uh, Super Bowl champs, you know, seeing what they can do again next year. And you're right. There is that Brady effect, and there's also that Super Bowl effect. Hey, maybe we can get another one, guys. Let's just stick around and right. do it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. All right. Let's pivot another time here. Talk about Russell Wilson <laughs> because – yeah. You know, there's been a lot of lot of smoke out there, right? A lot of smoke out there about Russell Wilson. Not a lot of concrete information, but people on both sides of this are talking about it. You know, there's there's a report out of the Chicago Tribune that the Bears are prioritizing making a run at Russell Wilson. They're putting together a, a package that they can't say no to, the Godfather package, you know. And there's reports coming out that this is, you know, from, from NBC, that this is a pipe dream, that they're, you know, this is not going to happen, that the uh, Seahawks are going to make up Wilson, and it's all going to be, you know, back, back to business as usual, so to speak. I mean, what I think is clear is that, you know, Russ is not happy with the situation he's in right now. That doesn't mean he won't stay and try to make it a situation he'll be happy with. Um, but right. that's a big question. There's a lot of silence there. It does speak volumes that he did note where he would waive the no trade clause. 
but that doesn't mean he really wants to trade, as everyone keeps saying. So uh, what are your thoughts on Russell Wilson, and what do you think the chances are that he'll actually be moving on? I think that they've got an eye on the Watson deal, to be honest with you. I think Seattle has no intention of doing it, but, you know, the, you know, the nuclear option of having to do it because he said, listen, I'm not going to play there anymore. Cause again, I'm still in the group that thinks the Watson deal is going to happen before the draft. So I mm-hmm. think that they'll have an eye on that and they'll wait. And if nothing happens with that, I think nothing happens with Seattle. But I think if we see that huge, like we talk about Godfather trade, they can't refuse for Houston, which I do see coming. I think that somebody will follow suit if they think that they can get it for Russell Wilson. And then you mentioned Chicago, Right now, I think it's Chicago and the rest. I don't think anybody will step up and offer for Wilson what they will. So, again, I'd love for it to happen because I think him and Chicago, I like the fit. But, again, man, I got to see that package from Chicago because you've got to be talking about defensive players. You know, I I don't know. Because you're talking about um, the receiver. um, I'm blanking right now. I can't forget. They just franchised him. Um, Allen Robinson, yeah. Allen Robinson is, is not going to say he's not going to sign the tag. So what kind of situation are you having with Wilson? I think Wilson will have an eye on that as well. So he'll have yep. the eye, you know, he'll have the choice where he goes. If it's about, he just wants to get out. I But again, I think it'll the Watson deal will happen and dominoes will fall from there. Yeah. You know, and, and it is, it is kind of a chicken or egg type of thing, right? Because quite frankly, if Russell Wilson steps into a situation with Allen Robinson right off the bat, I mean, that's something you can build on. If, Allen Robinson sticks around and Russell Wilson steps in. That's something you can build on. But who's going to wait for who? You know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, as you say, Allen Robinson has been unhappy for a while. He's been tagged. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I don't know if the Bears want to keep him around if that means they're just going to go with a second-tier quarterback because you're paying right. a lot for not a lot in return, right. you know. So I think there there right. is a lot of that going around. It would be very interesting to see what happens. You know, it doesn't surprise me that the Bears will do this. They basically mortgage their future away just to trade up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky. So exactly. trading away the franchise to get Russell Wilson and have a run at it over the next four, five, six years, seven years. I mean, yeah, if you go by Brady timeframes, a decade, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, that, that's that's very enticing. And this is a savior job season for them, right? I mean, this may be the, the last for those guys um, – those guys behind the scenes in Chicago. So who knows how that will turn out as well. Hey, let me, uh, let me just open it up to you for a second, Adam. I mean, there's been so much going on in free agency. Is there, you know, what else has really caught your eye in free agency so far? Um, well, just a couple of the moves today, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, starting with, uh, you know, the Raiders getting, you know, Yannick and Jokwe. I was surprised uh, two years, 26 million. Again, I'm not surprised it's a two year deal. Because I said with the cap going up, uh, expected to go up anywhere to 25 plus million next year, I just mm-hmm. thought we might see a little more money. So two years, 26 million, you know, figure just hindsight before you look at it, you know, in, in full uh, disclosure, it's around, you know, 12, 13 million. So I think that that stands out that the Raiders, if that deal is what it looks like, you know, for two years, I think they got a steal for that guy because we were talking about him wanting to be one of the biggest deals of, you know, available last year in trade. Yep. So, and then the other guy that sticks out to me is Ram, you know, bring it back Leonard uh, Floyd, four years, 64 million. I like the guy, mm-hmm. you know, you, 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 I'm sure you know a lot about the guys. Well, I mostly watched him in Georgia, but you know, I'm sure you are familiar with him uh, when he was with Chicago. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I just think that's, that's a lot of money for a guy, you know, I, I know he had a good year, but you know, that's a uh, blue chip uh, salary right there. So, those are the two moves right there. I think I'm getting, we're going to be blown away 
through the others. The surprising right now is the receivers. We've no, nobody's come up for you know. I'm not mistaken. We're on the we're on the air right now, but mm-hmm. I have not seen Galladay. I've not seen Juju. You know Samuel. You know Corey Davis is a guy that I really like. I've heard a lot of people say that you know one year production is not worth it. But you know we're talking about spot track has him around nine ten million for a guy like Corey Davis. I think you bring him in at the uh, Z or X. You could play him on either side. He does a lot mm-hmm. for you. So. That's the market I'm looking to shape up right. And this is actually pretty slow. So what that tells you, I think, is we're not going to see that Amari Cooper money. I think that we're probably going to see somewhere close with Galladay. But I think that shows how confident their teams are about the talent wide receiver in the draft. I've said it all along. This draft, the deepest position right now is draft. So I think that, you know, some teams could get steals with, you know, Juju, uh, you know, Juju Schuster, uh, Galladay. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, – cap-friendly deals, like I said, on the short-term two years instead of those four-year, five-year, hundred-plus million-dollar deals. So the receiver definitely is sticking out to me right now. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people are looking at um, the receiver class and saying, wow, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys there that I'd like to take, and it's pretty deep. And they're probably looking at what happened last year and saying, well, you know, there are a bunch of guys who came, in the, came out of the draft last year that really impacted their teams. Justin Jefferson, for instance, um, right. and even the other guys, you know, you know, not at the same level, but, you know, Rieger when he was healthy, Ayuk when he was healthy, you know, if Henry Ruggs, if the Raiders could figure out how to use him, I mean, quite frankly, even Jerry Judy, when they had a, a competent tight end, a competent quarterback there, right. Michael Pittman Jr. flashed, you know, I mean, so right. there's, there's a lot. LaVisca Chenault flashed. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot a of these people. Class. That's what I told everyone. Like, yeah, you Chase Claypool, I mean, another one. that a deeper, yeah. This, yeah, like deeper class than that. Uh, we were talking about, like, coming into this, people kept coming to me and saying, Adam, what do you what do you think about Bateman, you know, out of Minnesota? And I kept saying, right. you know, I want to see the 40. You know, he's got the size. He can move all around. Man, the guy's a 6'2". He came around, I think it was a 4-3-2. So I'm right. talking about right. – we talk about Judy. We talk about the big names. We've got the Alabama guys. But we're talking about round one all the way through round four, even five. Yeah. This is a yeah. deep crop, man. We'll be talking about that as we get closer, though, but a deep crop. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see you there, and I think that a lot of people are seeing that. Of all the positions, wide receiver is one of those that you can actually you, you can't plug and play, but there is potential in that first year to be great. You could be great in your first year, and I think that a lot of a lot of teams are looking at that and saying, well, that that's someplace where I might want to spend my money. I do want to comment on Leonard Floyd uh, just because. Being a Bears fan, I'm a little bit bitter about the whole thing because he was kind of a bust in <laughs> for us um, yeah, back right. in 2016, and. And, you know, he left, and I'm, I'm happy for the fact that he's found a home in uh, Los Angeles. He clearly is doing well there, and perhaps they're paying for um, a repeat in that time. I would have preferred to see more uh, consistency on that before paying that kind of money. But, hey, you know, if you can get it, you get it, and uh, I'm happy to see he's landed somewhere. But uh, it just goes to show that maybe it's not the Bears' picks, it's just the Bears <laughs> that are bad. Who knows? Maybe, right. it's, maybe it's both. All right, so <laughs> – Anything else you want to talk about in the, in free agency? I'm sure things are going to keep popping along, and we'll have more to talk about next week. Um, this looks like most yeah, of the big ones. The so keep so keep up. You know, we talked I think a while ago about Fisher getting released. You know, Joe Thunny is not necessarily the replacement. I think we'll see where he plays exactly. Five years, eighty million. Um, you know, Ronald Darby, three years, thirty million with mm-hmm. um, Denver. Um, and we mentioned Yannick and Floyd. So right now, yeah, those are the guys. So. We'll wait for the rest of the wide receivers to unfold because I think that's the big name. But also look for some of the trades. I think C.J. Mosley uh, from the Jets middle yeah. linebacker where they paid a big chunk of money for him is on the block right now. Uh, I think right. we're going to see a lot of guys 
Uh, maybe we'll see some trades in the next 24 hours or so. I think you'll start to see a lot, some more trades happen. And again, the wide receiver market will definitely shape up a bit. But yeah, it, it, it's going to be fast moving, uh, you know, starting, I think, in the next 10 hours. We're going to see a lot of uh, top players start coming off the free agent list right now. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'm very excited to see that. On top of the fact that, of course, uh, Arch Madness around the corner. So I got such to look forward to free agency and Arch Madness. It's going to be such fun. Anyway, it's time. It is time for the VAR process of the week. Now, we a couple of weeks off this because we had an actual prospect of the show. And then last week, of course, we had Doc Walker, the legendary Doc Walker. What a fantastic that was. Um, but we're back to it. VAR prospect of the week. What do you say? This week, we have uh, Quentin Morris, uh, tight end out of Bowling Green. Um, he definitely surprised some people at the Senior Bowl, showed his versatility. Uh, 6'2", uh, just a shade over 6'2", uh, wingspan, um, over 80 inches. So he's got those long arms that you like to see in a tight end. But that's not what he does well. What he does well is he just moves all around the field. Uh, he's that typical old-school H-back. You know, I had him as a fit for Washington. We'll have an article coming out soon on him. I have him as that mm-hmm. H-back flex role. Um, as far as, you know, overall college production, He's another guy that I actually envision have a better pro, pro career. He finished four years, uh, just over 15,000 yards, uh, excuse me, 1,500 yards <laughs> um, and 13 <laughs> touchdowns. Wow. But, um, you, know, on, uh, you know, and on the ground, they had a couple, you know, nice runs on the goal line. But Bowling Green was just not a team that focused on the tight end in their offense. There's a lot of movement, a lot of motions going on. But he's a guy that I think that on the next level, you're, you can kind of do a lot for him. We've seen how they've used tight ends more in the move motion game. I think uh, the Bowling Green uh, Pro Day, if it already happened, I'm following it up. Um, I expect him to still run in probably the low four sixes or so. I think that's a guy, you know, we keep an eye on probably in that round four, fifth range before the senior bowl. He was looked at as more as a fifth, sixth round. But I think mm-hmm. he's a guy that kind of, if you're looking for that tight end two, that you can kind of flex around, move around in the backfield. You know, Quint Morris, Bowling Green, nice hands. Um, he's really a, a route scheme guy. If you can develop two or three routes for him, you know, comebacks, hitches, this is a guy that can really put up some, you know, red zone touchdowns for you. But, you know, Quint Morris, Bowling Green, yeah, definitely uh, wait for the article of that coming out soon. Yeah, most definitely. I got to give you a light round of applause here, um, Adam, because you're just like just destroying this when it comes to these prospects. And everybody, go check it out at the burgundyandgoldreport.com. It's just there's so much information there. There's so much information there. You will not regret it. You're going to get a lot more than just a two or three minute snippet you get on the show. So definitely do not miss that. And with that said, guess what? We're at the end of the show, hitting the air horn on the show. It always goes so fast. Wow, what fun. <laughs> and it was nice to kind of get back to our regular routine because, man, free agency yeah. has been so hot. There's been so much to talk about here. Um, so we know that our article's coming out. Adam, anything else you want to promo uh, before we sign off? For sure. Uh, you know, as always, follow me at the Burgundy and Gold Report. Uh, excuse me. Follow me at the B&G Report, Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> our website is theburgundyandgoldreport.com. Um, we mentioned uh, Quinn and Morris. We'll have a player prospect card coming out, but we'll have a new article coming out, a Washington football article, uh, where we're discussing Trey Lance um, out of North Dakota State. Uh, we actually saw um, uh, some of the pro day that he had, and I think a lot of people were wowed by some of the things they saw, but I've been, he's been a guy that I've been watching for a while. 
I think that probably jumped up into that uh, top five range. So I have right now Washington as a team to watch is potentially moving up for him. So, yeah, stay tuned for that, uh, the Burgundy and Gold Report.com, and Hail D.C. All right, and that is going to be all we got for today. So thank you. Well, first of all, feel free to follow me at FB Garbage Time. Boy, I can't believe I almost forgot to say that because, you know, we got lots more information. But, hey, we'll see you again next week. we got so much to talk about. I'm sure there's going to be tons and tons of free agent moves by that time. And maybe Russell Wilson on the Bears. Who knows? I'll have my jersey ready if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks for wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.